Hey, teachers. It is the thing that we do on Fridays. I'm Brother Lawson, and I'm here with Brother Wing. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you just you don't get to see our good-looking faces. I know most of you are on YouTube, and you probably just turn away from your screen and listen. But here we are, and uh, we're in Moses chapter 6 this week. We're pretty excited about uh, Moses chapter 6. We actually just did a, a podcast for institute students. You know, by the way, if you know some institute students that aren't able to make it to an institute class, uh, tell them about our podcast, and uh, that's a good way for them to connect with with institute. Brother Wing, how you been? It's been so long since we hung out. Oh yeah, you know, I'm. Things are great. Things are great. And speaking of the podcast that we do for institute, it's titled yeah. "Answers to Gospel Questions," and all they have to do is put that in the search, Spotify, Apple. Google, whatever, and they'll find that. So that's a great way to promote Institute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, teachers, we're going to jump right into uh, right into this week's content. You get one chapter for this week. You hopefully enjoyed, enjoy Monday off from school, uh, from seminary, recharge a little bit, and then you got Moses 6 for, uh, for the week. You, you will have that Doctrinal Mastery, Acquiring Spiritual Knowledge, Part 2, but, that you know about. But but we'll talk a little bit about Moses uh, Chapter 6. What do you think, Brother Wing? Yeah, this is great. And, the, you know, some of you, like, we took one lesson that was in the teacher manual, not designed for Come Follow Me. Right. You know, but we, we, we're, we're aligning with Come Follow Me. So that's why it you know, you're, it's divided into three sections there that might possibly make you nervous. You're like, wait, so there's less content in the teacher manual to help me with this lesson. But like we said before, you focus on helping, setting up students to go into the scriptures and study them directly and lead them in to the text, gives them, give them some time to study it. Uh, We're going to talk about this in this, in this podcast to help you, but let them let that you've got plenty of material in the scriptures yes um to to uh, help with your lesson so don't be nervous at all uh, about this just focus on the scriptures focus on your own study of them and then figure out how to introduce the scriptures to the students let them go into it uh there's a lot to discuss here absolutely so the first day uh, in Moses chapter 6 i believe we got it as uh, Moses 6 1 through 30 for the for the first lesson all right uh there's gonna be some there's gonna be some names all right welcome to the old testament all right there's gonna be some names that are just gonna be fun for your students to say i brother wing knows how to pronounce all of them uh exactly i only know how to pronounce about 97 percent of them exactly but uh you can make up whatever pronunciation you need to to sound smart for the kids i think um and if they ask you, is that how you say it? You just say, yeah, that's exactly how you say it, right? Mahalil. Okay. Um, oh, that, was, that was what I was going to say. It's my favorite. Sorry, got, got that Mahalil. One. Yeah. <laughs> Maharhala Hashbaz, right? <laughs> the son of Isaiah. Wait till you get to that one. Uh, all right. So, again, like what Brother Wing was saying, there's going to be, pl- there's plenty of content in Moses chapter six. These first 30 verses your students are going to be able to identify some great things in their, in their scripture feasting. Uh, they'll key in on some, some pretty important verses like 
that God created or that, that we're created in the image of God, male and female, that gender is a thing. And, um, and that'll be an important thing to, to maybe be prepared to talk with your, your students about in those first uh, 30 verses. That's an issue that, that they deal with at, in, in school a lot. There's, there's a lot of issues relative to transgender. And it's important for you as teachers to recognize what the church actually says and what they don't say about transgender issues. All right. So um, remember to be, to, to be very kind and be very generous, uh, but also be firm in, the, in what we believe. We believe that, that uh, gender is eternal right? But we also believe that if individuals um, have transgender feelings and that, that uh, and, and they are, are wanting to be called different names because of their transgender feelings, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with either of those two things, right? They can serve in the church. They can go to the temple. They can do all those things. The only issue comes is when we start to act upon transgender feelings by transitioning to to the the different sex that we are uh that the individual is is feeling and so it's important for you to be sensitive regardless of what uh politics say or what you hear on on the the popular podcasts of the day uh whatever it might be what the church feeling is is that god loves all of his children even those who are having transgender feelings right and uh, desires for them to make and keep covenants and people have all kinds of feelings people have all kinds of feelings but but the lord doesn't withhold blessings for you because you might be struggling with or dealing with some feelings that that are confusing or hard for you now that's that is very helpful and that just kind of increases confidence as we you, you lead students into moses chapter six and you let them study it and then you ask them hey what'd you find here and they might have a question about that. Um, and that's, uh, and now based on brother Lawson's explanation there, you know, you got a, got a better way to kind of handle that issue and be, be comfortable to help the students and identify the doctrine that God created us in his own image, male and female, you know, and that gender is a thing of individual pre-mortal, mortal and eternal identity and purpose. Uh, of course, Yes. Um, what else you got? Yeah. Another interesting thought that I think would be worth uh, pointing out if the students don't already catch it is the fact that verse five, that they wrote, they had a language and they wrote things, you know, sometimes people, we, we wonder when did language start or when did, you know, how, how old, what's the oldest writing that we have, you know, that we know, well, it started with Adam. How about that? <laughs> and, um, and it was given unto many, even as many as called upon God to write by the spirit of inspiration. And by them, their children were taught to read and write, having a language that was pure and undefiled. And so I think that might be kind of a cool way to, as they study, and if, the, if they pointed out or you pointed out to them, that maybe you can then lead into a writing activity um, uh, for your students, you know, either as part of what they studied or yeah. an extension of that or it's, or something just in, a, in addition to it. And um, one way to do that is like, like, look at verse 23. This is a great verse. And I really caught on to this phrase. 
they were preachers of righteousness and spake and prophesied and called upon all men everywhere to repent. And faith was taught unto the children of men. So it'd be kind of cool to say, students, how do you teach faith? Mm -hmm. And just write one sentence in response to that question. How do you teach faith? And then see what they write. Let them share it with each other after they've written. Um, You maybe if they've already kind of feasted on these verses, you could say what what in verses one through 30 would help us understand how to teach faith um and that might help them to come up with their answer again this is like this is a practice activity they don't have to be perfect with their Mm -hmm. answer as they talk about it they'll probably refine it and make it better but that's part of the study process but the example of writing in there and then practice writing um that's a skill that's you know number eight on our number eight Yeah. yeah um but it's just something that they, if they get good at that, if they get good at writing about what they studied and refining that writing as they discuss it. I mean, man, that is going to bless them for their whole life. You know, I like that idea. One of the things I might do, because in verse 30, there's, in, and really in lots of different blocks of the Old Testament and Pro Great Price, they're going to, it's going to feel like it jumps around from topic to topic. And so don't be afraid to do scripture uh, feasting, scripture study multiple times during that class. And you might want to do that writing activity that Brother Wing said, you know, as, as part of a scripture study skill, say, hey, let's take these five verses. I just want you to read these five verses, give them some context and say, uh, how do you feel? Well, I mean, what are some of the feelings that you have come to you after you've read those? Just write two or three sentences that describe how you feel after reading those, those verses and talk about that, giving them an opportunity to actually feel as they study the scriptures is a great scripture study skill that they can, they can practice. So I like that idea. Um, So you got verses one through 30, and then we've got 31 through uh, 47. Is that where we're at? I think Yeah, where we got the wild man, um, Enoch, what a what an awesome opportunity! You know, I was just uh, I watched on Sunday, Brother Wing, uh, Elder Rasman speaking to the young adults, and one of the things that he said towards the end of of his talk is he said um, he kind of got a little bit quiet and he said, you know, candidly, he used the word candidly, and uh, he said, candidly. When I go online on, on social media, sometimes I see um, sometimes I, I see comments or hear comments that uh, people are making and about the prophet. He says, and and frankly, it 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 hurts my feelings when I when I hear those when I read those comments because I know what kind of person President Nelson is. President Nelson, uh, he he gets he gets grief from in and outside of the church un, unfortunately and he is referred to kind of as a kind of like how Enoch was referred to in verse 38 as a as a wild man right the president nelson's ideas are just wild and and crazy and just what what could he be thinking well, he, it's, or some people are like this guy's wild he's 97 years old and that's wild look at look at uh what he's leading this he's leading this church maybe one difference that President Nelson might have with Enoch um, is that Enoch, when he was called 
to be the prophet in verse 31 he said he said to the lord what is it about me why have i found favor in in thy sight and but a lad and all the people hate me i love that he said he was but a lad uh and he says all the people hate me for i'm slow of speech wherefore am i thy servant and i know that president nelson is probably is is very humble and that he recognizes all the things that he can't do but i've read his uh biography brother wing and holy cow every time i'd read it, i'm like president nelson can do this he can speak that language he can play that instrument he can i mean it just seems like one after that there's nothing that is lacking in this guy but i'm i'm sure he would give a much different different answer but this might be a good time in uh moses uh, 6 31 through 47 to really focus in on the importance of prophets the calling of prophets and what makes what the lord requires of prophets and how prophets can can bless uh their children bless god's children um and i might even uh remind our remind students to of some of the some of the things President Nelson has said recently in, in general conference addresses or firesides and, and give students opportunity to share their testimony about President Nelson, asking questions like, when have you felt that President Nelson was a prophet? When, uh, how have you come to know that President Nelson really is uh, a prophet of God? Asking questions like that, I think, can help bring a great feeling and a great spirit into our classrooms. Yeah, that's great. The wild man. I mean, I, want, I heard an interpretation on this that it could be like they're, they're talking about like a wild animal, kind of like you, like you can't tame, yeah. you know, this, like he's, he's wild. And so he's like, it's so strange and new. He doesn't think like us. He's not, right. he's not conforming to the social rules that we've, are accustomed to and so he's wild in that way um not necessarily a negative i guess <laughs> but probably is uh, in, in the way that they're using it right but um, but yeah he's he's definitely bucking the trend of what's what's common in his day and uh i just think that a good an interesting way to set up scripture feasting for this particular group of verses 31 to 47 would and and it really to help the students, it might be very relevant to them, I think, would be to talk about their own self-confidence and living in this world, doing things in this world, developing themselves, thinking about their future. You know, how really confident are they to function in this world and interact with the world? And if there's, you know, uh, how do you, and, you know, just even to, to ask questions like that, I, you know, just, throwing them out there, not to get an answer from the students, just to say, Hey, how confident are you, you know, and how do you develop confidence? Where does confidence even come from? You know, if you wanted to get more confident um, in this world and let's just see what start in verse 31 and just start reading and see what the scriptures could teach us about developing confidence in this world. And what do you have to say? Cause I just think there's so much in here. Verse 31 to me, Enoch is basically asking the Lord, who am I? Because he's like, why are you calling me? You know, and then the Lord's response, which is really clarifying to me, because he doesn't just answer his question directly. You know, he tells him to do all this stuff. Go forth and do. Open your mouth. Tell the people this. And in, in 
maybe most importantly, verse 34, where he says at the end, walk with me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, look, you, you stick with me and do what I'm telling you to do. And you're going to, you're going to develop all the confidence you need and more, you know, like, like amazing things will happen. And you'll see this. So the, the Lord's answer to Enoch is to describe who he is. Yeah. Like, like you just follow me, do what I say, watch my power, right? Now you're going to, you're going to understand why I called you, even though you're young and hated and and have this speech problem you know you, right. those those things are so irrelevant when you focus on me and i think that might help our students you know to see that i think so i like that you know <clears throat> i got an idea for uh what how, what do we start on to conclude the week uh, moses six forty eight. so tell me what you think about this idea for the wing like your students, like, uh, I think you got all of you seminary teachers, you have students that you can establish pretty high expectations for. Um, I get it that sometimes they're like, oh, I don't want to do that it's so early, whatever. But maybe pray about, think about, ponder about one of your students. And at the beginning of the week or even before, if you're watching this before, say, I mean, this will be Friday or so that you're teaching uh, the last part of Moses 6 challenge them just individually not in front of the class or anything just say hey for our lesson on on friday um when we start our our scripture study what i would like you to do is i'd like you to stand up and recite all of verse 52 now verse 52 is not a short scripture but um i bet that many of you teachers have a student that would uh, engage in that challenge and memorize verse 52, which is one of the all-time greatest verses in the Pro Great Price. And can you imagine, just picture in your mind, that student, uh, you give a little context of what's going on, and then you say, I've invited Susie just to, um, just to kind of set the tone of our scripture study today uh, by reciting verse 52. And then just imagine in your mind, Susie quoting Verse 52, while everybody else in everyone else is listening carefully uh, to her. And you could even have them, uh, you could even in, invite them to, um, to have a question in mind as they listen to Susie uh, recite verse 52 and have them scripture study off of what they hear coming out of Susan, uh, Susie's mouth there. I think that could be a pretty powerful experience for, for a class, maybe. So, yeah. I mean, it's a great verse to memorize. I mean, yeah, that's the gospel right there. Yeah. Right there. What else would you do for Moses for that last part of uh, Moses six? So on this one there, there, um, I think there's a couple of clarifications that I would love. Yeah. On this one. one is in verse 53 after that awesome verse, Adam spake and here's a here's an awesome question. Why is it that men must repent and be baptized in water? So that's a cool little scripture feasting mm-hmm. now that the students could do. Say like, okay, Adam has asked a question to the Lord. It's a very plain and simple question. It might be some question that you've had or someone's even asked mm-hmm. you about this very question. So what is the answer? You know, and you get an initial kind of weird, like, why did the Lord say that next? Not that the Lord's weird or that the answer is weird. Right. It sounds weird at first, but. 
where the Lord said, <laughs> behold, I've forgiven thee thy transgression in the Garden of Eden. Um, but that's not the only answer to the question, but right. it is obviously related uh, to it. But if they were to read from the Lord's initial part, start answer in, in the end of verse 53 and go all the way to 63, and then just summarize that into an answer, you know, read 53 to 63, and then write an answer. I'm, I'm saying this because this is what I did. When I was studying this, I went through and I was like, what, like, you know, what is the answer to that question exactly? Like from based on what we're learning from Moses 6, and I just wrote a sentence in my scriptures to basically summarize the answer that I think the Lord was saying. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think the, again, the writing of it is going to help us to learn from it. And this is something that we definitely want to have an answer to. Like, it should be clear in our minds. And the students want to learn this and be clear in their minds too. So again, seminary such, has such a powerful opportunity to not just like teach students things that they can hear. Right. But right. the real power is when they're getting those answers out of the text themselves. Yeah. And so why should we be baptized? They, you ask that at the beginning of class and they may, they'll give you some lame answers mm -hmm. probably or really uninspired answers or just right. nothing real exciting about it, even though it's very, very uh, spiritually exhilarating yeah. what the Lord's offering here. But if they can like take verses 53 to 63, really get into it and then come up, find their own answer, discover it for themselves, they're then excited about it, especially if they can then practice articulating that answer to other people yeah so you know it's you know it's impressive to me about adam is he asked he asked why uh he needed to be baptized um but he didn't ask who was going to baptize him All right that that seems like a pretty important question and we're not going to answer it here but if you read if you keep reading teachers you'll find that the answer to that question that adam never asked Hey, who's going to baptize me? Because Adam was baptized. And that's a great thing to, to, for your students to ponder and think about is baptisms were going, have been going on since the world began. 